Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Please take your seats quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Passing Shot and our 2020 Tennis on Telly preview show. And welcome back to The Passing Shot, the tennis podcast by fans for fans with your host, Joel and Kim. Today, we are going to be taking a special look at where you need to go to watch all the tennis across the new season in 2020. And in order to do that, we have been joined by our special guest, Lee, who runs the Twitter account at Tennis on Telly. And, you know, for me and Kim, he's our resident number one expert in all things tennis and television. Uh, so, Lee, uh, how are you? How's the how's the new year been treating you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, yeah, it's it's always um, a little bit strange um, going straight into a new year and then and the tennis season uh, starting. I mean, it's not it's been a little bit later this year than than the last few years, but you sort of you try and have to get into that rhythm of, of getting up in the middle of the night to watch tennis down under. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's been a shock uh, to try and do that. I've not quite got there yet, but you know, um, I'm sure by the middle of the Australian Open, I'll be as nocturnal as, as we all are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. What, I know what you mean. It's uh, it's that it's the start of the season. Everything mm. is down under, and it's just like wreaks havoc with your <laughs> wreaks havoc with your body clock. If you want to, if you want to fall up, if you want to follow all of it, because it's absolutely I think, yeah. In I the think the trick is to the trick is to have a really good New Year's party and just stay up all night and then just stay in that rhythm. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not quite worked for me this year, so. <laughs> <laughs> Still got right. two weeks to go, Lee. Um, yes. <laughs> but I think you joined us uh, kind of this time last year to give um, our listeners mm. kind of an overview of um, like the tennis broadcasting scene. So really, we kind of just wanted to do that again. Uh, so we've got a lot of mm. new listeners since that time. Um, but there have been quite a, a well, a, a big change, I suppose, in the, the tennis on telly landscape. Uh, perhaps you'd like to just kind of start off with that. Yeah, so the big difference this year um, compared with 2019 is what's changed with WTA coverage. Um, So BT Sport uh, have done an excellent job over the last seven and a half years of covering uh, WTA matches on British television. Um, But that's all sadly came to an end with the um, the WTA finals um, in November um, as Amazon Prime have taken uh, taken up the rights to the WTA coverage um, in the UK and Ireland. So um, no more BT Sport um, WTA coverage. Um, I've cancelled my subscription. I suspect that many people who just got BT Sport just for the WTA have also done the same. If you've not, do it now because you're wasting money. Um, but, yeah, so all the WTA um, is now on Amazon Prime alongside most of the ATP. So it kind of makes sense just to, to go for Prime then, doesn't it? They really are trying yeah. to, I guess, monopolise the 
well, I think they're, they're now doing Premier League as well, aren't they? So they're really, really going for it in terms of sports. Um, but I mean, what what WTA events will not be on Amazon Prime? Because it's not absolutely all of them. Is that right? So it is, it is almost every event, almost every WTA event. I think the total is is thirty nine or something like that, which covers almost all of the, the events in the in the WTA calendar. Um, but there, there are a couple of exceptions in the WTA calendar. There's a couple of events which, as which was likewise was the same with BT Sports that aren't shown as part of that package. Um, I'm thinking of tournaments like um, Quebec um, uh, is is one that's notable. Um, Nuremberg is another. Um, so they're, they're kind of, you know, they're at the international level, so they're not like big tournaments. You're not missing out on anything big. Um, but also the um, the tournaments that take place in the UK, um, because they're in the UK, the domestic rights for those are sold separately. So those aren't part of the package that Amazon Prime Video have got. Um, they'll be somewhere else. I'll come on to that later. Okay. Interesting. But the but the so so yeah, so this season you're going to get ATP coverage, you're yeah. going to get WTA coverage. So it's like it feels like now if there's one if the, if you if you can only afford, you know, if you're a tennis fan and you have to have one subscription mm-hmm. to watch as much tennis as possible, it feels like Amazon Prime is the place to be. Yeah, I mean if I just go through quickly what the what ATP coverage they have, they have all of the Masters 1000s events and the 500s. They have about a dozen or so 250s. Um there's a couple notable that that aren't on there. For example, this week Doha's not on there. Uh, next week Adelaide and Auckland aren't on Amazon Prime, but it's really um you know the, only the 250 events that they're missing but they have also got the next gen finals they've got the tour finals at the end of the year they've got the labor cup and they have the, the us open as well as all the wta coverage so the majority of all of your tennis viewing will be through amazon prime i mean if you want to get those extra 250s um events that aren't on amazon prime you can still get tennis tv um, which has all of the atp tournaments but you'll notice that there's a lot of duplication with what you get there and what you get on amazon prime you're not getting anything Mm. uh, extra on amazon prime that you can't get on tennis tv for example um you know, so there's there's a lot of crossover, and there's nothing there's nothing really that's exclusive to Amazon Prime apart from the US Open in terms of when it comes to men's tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but in terms of the WTA, that is literally going to be the only place that you you can can get that. So I know before uh, for the, we we're just talking about WTA, there was WTA TV. So are you saying so? There's no so literally WTA TV that does, does that doesn't exist anymore, does it? Or it, it does exist, but it's not available in the UK anymore because of the deal that um, Amazon Prime have struck with the WTA in terms of tennis rights. Um, the WTA TV platform isn't available in the UK anymore. This is similar to something that um, happened in America when Tennis Channel, I think it was, took back the the WTA rights uh, last year. They decided that WTA TV wouldn't be available in the US. Um, it's a similar thing in China, where China has its own broadcasters and own streaming services. That means that WTA TV isn't available there. So what the WT, what WTA did, um, they should have contacted everyone who had a WTA subscription um, and told them that it's not going to be available beyond the end of 20, 2019 and offered a pro rata refund to those people who had still got a subscription. So for those people... Again, you're probably not losing losing anything. It might be slightly more expensive to get Amazon Prime over what the cost of WTA TV was, but really only a minor 
difference it's really small it's not much more plus all the other things that you can get on amazon prime as well you think of all the tv series that are there and or you know the delivery thing of um things that they do um for free delivery for things you buy on amazon all the other benefits that you get on amazon prime really i think you know it's, it's a great deal that you get there to kind of you're paying one amount um 7.99 a month or if you just want the video 5.99 a month yeah. just you know to get everything really almost yeah i guess the biggest question i think with amazon prime is that it's a wi-fi connection mm. is ba- you know your the your viewing experience is based on ultimately a wi-fi connection and that's probably yeah. the one thing that you know they're still kind of i guess working with and you know as kind of sport goes on to kind of stri- you know from terrestrial to streaming options that's something that feels that it needs to be it, you know it can be improved on yeah and i mean you know we saw that when amazon prime first started uh, covering tennis that they had issues when it came to you know the US open coverage initially there were there were some quite major issues um in terms of it dropping out or or buffering and uh, or not being able to connect and some of those would have been you know amazon's end some of those would have been uh, the customer's end um i think they've made great improvements on that um you know <clears throat> they're not going to be able to broadcast um you know, a full Premier League program like they have done at the end of December without making improvements on that. So I think they've really invested in that for for the football and hopefully a lot of that will sort of, you know, pass over to the tennis in terms of the the work that they've done with broadband providers to make sure that there is a steady connection. I mean, I watched, um, I've watched a couple of football matches over the last month on Amazon Prime and had really no issues at all with those. Um, so I think, I think that, you know, I think they have, they've listened to people who have, you know gone back to them with that feedback and said it's not good enough and and hopefully you know they've put the the work into to make it a better product um i've used it to watch the atp cup this week absolutely no issues at all so um yeah so like i say i think they've made great improvements from from where they started um and it can only get better in that sense so yeah, obviously that's that's Amazon Prime ATP WTA coverage. I think obviously one of the big big things that is happening this year is the Olympics. Mm. And um, in terms of kind of the you know the tennis at the Olympics, where where where, where would you be able to find that? Is that a- so? So the BBC will have the main coverage of the Olympics, sharing that with Eurosport. So um, I don't know the full details of what will be available where in terms of whether all of the uh, action will be available on the BBC or whether it will just be sort of they'll pick and choose the best of the best and, and show that on the BBC and then the rest will be on Eurosport. That's still to sort of be decided. Um, but I mean, you're going to probably want a Eurosport subscription anyway because Eurosport will have the Australian Open exclusively. They'll have the French Open exclusively. They'll have a couple of other s- sort of tournaments in between that. So um one of the tournaments that is not on Amazon Prime next week is um, Adelaide. Eurosport will have that in terms of the men's tennis from there. Also, the British grass court season just before Wimbledon. So that Eastbourne, uh, Birmingham and Nottingham, those will be on Eurosport as opposed to on um, Amazon Prime. Those for the WTA matches, at least anyway. Um, and also the Davis Cup later in the year. So there will be some times where you'll need, a, if you want to watch those events, you'll need a Eurosport subscription on top of your Amazon Prime subscription. But in terms of the Olympics, some of that is protected as being you know, on the BBC. And I think if we go back to 2016, a lot of the tennis was shown on the BBC for free, yep. um, especially when it involved British players. 
Um, um, but then, you know, like I say, it's, we'll, we'll wait and see how they split that coverage between the BBC and Eurosport when it comes to, mm. to Tokyo in 2020. And then just to I, mention on the BBC, they will have, obviously have Wimbledon as well. And just, just on the topic of Eurosport, because you, you, you just said, to, um, so Eurosport have IT, sorry, Eurosport have the French Open exclusive. Yeah. So there's no sorry. tennis on I, ITV4? Sorry, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think I've probably confused that. So they have the Australian Open exclusive. Um, they, have, they have the rights to the full French Open on Eurosport, oh, okay. whereas ITV will only show one match at a time. There's no sort of multi-court option. To, okay. to sort of pick and choose what you want from ITV, um, you pretty much if you tune into ITV Four, you'll get whatever they want to show you. Whereas on Eurosport and on Eurosport Player, you can pick and choose which matches you want to watch at any given time. And is it um, right that you can still just do like a month free trial for Eurosport, or you just pay for just the month, or like yeah, you, a day pass? They're quite flexible in how much you want to commit. Yeah, I think you can commit to a year's subscription if you want to, which. Um, They've recently offered, I don't know whether the offer is still on, but they've recently offered that at 19.99 for the full year. So that's pretty, pretty good anyway. And that works out cheaper than buying um, five or six months, however many you need separately. But you can just, you know, choose the month that you want separately. So say you, you, you want to watch, yes, the Australian Open and the French Open, but you're not so fussed about, you know, the smaller tournaments in between. And you're happy with what the BBC give you for the Olympics when the time comes. You've only then paid for two months of of Eurosport as opposed to the whole year. Um, personally, I go for the whole year because I like to watch the cycling on there and other things as well. And the winter sports season is just, you know, underway at the moment. So that's good to, to have that choice of watching those other things. Um, but, you know, it, it's up to people to sort of pick and choose what they want. You, they, there are those options to just take a month or, um, you know, a couple of months, whichever they want to do. But between having an Amazon uh, Prime subscription, a Eurosport player subscription, and you know access to the BBC and ITV, are you pretty much covered for like not like ninety nine percent of the tennis season? Yeah, uh, yeah, around about that. Uh, probably probably about ninety five because you're probably you, you know you're missing out on a couple of two hundred and fifty um, ATP two hundred and fifty events um, through the throughout the year and a very small number of WTA. But if for for the majority of people. What Amazon Prime and Eurosport and the BBC offer in total will be enough for most people. I mean, unless you're, mm-hmm. unless you, uh, <laughs> you know, are sitting and watching every single tennis match. I mean, it's impossible to do yeah. so because they're on at the same time. So, you know, I'd be very I probably won't watch. With the busy lives everyone seems to have, it's. it's I think exactly. it's lucky if I get to sit down and watch like one match a week. Hang on. Are we yeah. not all on the, the Challenger Tour streams just watching them? Clock, oh, yes, of course we of course are. Don't forget their free as well. <laughs> I have to say, this is great because many years ago, when I was first getting into tennis, it was the case of trying to find like a a free stream somewhere because they're just mm. this this kind of you know legitimate streaming was not a thing and it was just you know unless mm. you paid for like sky or something it just wasn't like you know that available so um it's really good that we have all this now um yeah yeah the costs have come down quite quite significantly even over the past sort of two three years um and you know you, you would there'd be a point where you would need a separate subscription to Sky for the for the ATP and then another separate one for Eurosport if you didn't get that through Sky already. And obviously, if you, if you did, you only got the main two channels or, you know, if you go back even further, just the one. Um, and then you need something else for WTA and, and, you know, all of that. All of that adds up to quite a lot. So um, we think we were, I think we worked out to, if you just, 
do the minimum that you need for this year um, is just over £100, and that's for having 11 months of, of Amazon Prime and I think six months of Eurosport to cover the AO, the, the French Open and the Davis Cup at the end of the year and the British Grass Tournaments. So I don't think that's too bad if you split that over 12 months. No, no, definitely. No, that's that's that seems like a very good deal. And thank you um, for kind of outlining it all because it just makes it so much clearer when. when well, I, think that'll, of... I think that'll help. Other, I think that'll help um, sort of grow the audience for tennis as well, because people will sort of probably see they'll have Amazon Prime for other things. You know, they've either got it for um, some of the TV shows that are on there and they might say, oh, there's, you know, there's tennis match available. And oh, there's Rafa Nadal. I know him. I'll, you know, see what he's all about. If, you know, if they're not into tennis, I think that's a really good, good way of opening that up to a bigger audience as well. I do quite like seeing when I go on Amazon Prime, like tennis is very visible now i think on the on the platform you know i think uh, you know when it started out it felt like it was a bit kind of hidden away or like you need you needed to specifically know where to go to find yeah. it but it feels like now that you know i turn on amazon prime and you know the chances are i'm going to see some tennis and you know i think what's great is that you know yes they're doing all this tennis coverage but they're also doing like those you know they did you know they've done the andy murray uh documentary as well so mm. you know there's, there's clearly they've got an appetite for you know for like tennis sort of content that isn't just uh you know it isn't just kind of uh streaming a, a tennis court in a match yeah, and that documentary, I think, is probably um, quite important in terms of getting people in who wouldn't necessarily have um, gone in to watch live tennis. So um, when that when that documentary came out, there was a lot of publicity. You know, Andy Murray did a lot of like the the TV and radio shows. He went on like um, you know breakfast TV and things like that, and that really sort of pushed that but also that then pushed that that was on amazon prime so i think if people are going in looking for that they're going to stumble across the you know they're going to stumble across the tennis coverage as well um amazon's quite in it's quite intelligent in that it will kind of recommend you stuff that if you've watched something it'll recommend you other things that are similar so in terms of joel you're talking about you know, you, you can switch it on and instantly it tells you that there's tennis coverage available. That's probably because it's learned that you're wanting to watch the tennis. <laughs> so it's pushing that higher up the list for you. Mm. Um, but what they have done, they have made the navigation easier. They've, they've, they've created a separate sort of categories menu now with a sports section on it. So that's really easy to go in and find um, find the coverage. I'd recommend bookmarking that page if you're viewing it in a browser. It's really easy to get to. And then they're listing each of the uh, tournaments separately sort of under that header and then but also if you if you there's also a sort of I think it's a live and coming up section which lists every match individually that they've got over the next sort of 24 hours or so so it's they've really made that navigation a lot easier than it was in the past where you know for example when they started the US Open you'd literally have one button you'd press oh US Open and then you'd have to know which court the match that was being played on because it would just list the court names and it wouldn't list the individual matches so they've really improved on that by listing those individual matches and making it really accessible for people mm. yeah I think it's yeah I think it's it's definitely getting it's getting better and it's in a, mm. in a really good place for uh, for the new season um i feel like we've i feel like we've almost covered everything uh <laughs> in, in terms of the tennis events on uh you know on the atp side on the wta side and, and obviously including the olympics and, and team events as well um mm. just generally kind of what are your thoughts on on the 2020 season coming up i know we're only like a few days in um yeah. but what are your what i mean have you got any have you got any eyes on on anyone do you think like you know what wh- wh- who do you think is going to 
make a name for themselves in in 2020? I don't know. It's really too early into the season to kind of <laughs> kind of tell. So you're going to be picking on those sort of names that did well towards the end of the last season. You know, um, uh, let me have a think. Um, you know, people like Andrescu and, and those that have sort of been up and coming and done really well, Coco, Goth, you know, those are the kind of names that I think people are still going to be looking out for. I think it's really too early into the season to sort of say who's going to be really good in 2020. But you never know. Do you, tennis is full of surprises. So it, it'll be interesting to see who's sort of the next big name that, that appears on the stage that uh, sort of wows everybody. Yeah. And do you have any thoughts? I mean, obviously, as you know, the ATP Cup new event, have you got any any thoughts on it? I see it's on it's on Amazon Prime, isn't it? It's, yeah. Um... Yeah, it started on Thursday night. Um, I watched um, part of the, the first um, tie and then I've watched the two ties that, that Great Britain have been involved in. I was a bit sort of sceptical about it to begin with, thinking, oh, it's a bit of like a, a Davis Cup. Um, it's trying to be something that it's not. I was a bit disappointed that we, we've lost sort of the traditional tournaments in in Sydney. Um, in you know, to re- that the, the the ATP Cup has replaced. Um, but actually, having watched it, I have quite enjoyed it. I think the ties have been you know quite good. There's been a couple of ties where you know it's oh who's that? I've never heard of them before. Um, but I think on the whole, I've really enjoyed what I've watched so far. Um, I'm not sure I quite like the idea of it being in three different places at the same time mm. because when if you watch the main like the on Prime they've got a main coverage and then they've got the individual matches separately. I found that watching the main coverage, unless it was a match that you were really wanting to watch, it was kind of it was kind of a bit disappointing that you kind of they they would only show you one at a time. So um, a bit like you know BT Sport did with the WTA in the past you're kind of and like ITV do with the French Open if you stuck with that one you're stuck with what they show you but it's good that you have the choice that you can go and watch the other matches um so what I've been doing is on the Twitter account I've been putting the links to the individual matches um where Great Britain have been playing because that makes it easier for people to find them mm-hmm um, I found that if you just stick with the one and then suddenly it switches to another match, you know, you're watching a match in Sydney and suddenly it switches over to Brisbane. You're like, whoa, how do I get, you know, back to that match? And that can be that can be a bit a little bit clunky. But um, overall, I think it's been great. I think the coverage has been pretty decent. Um, Amazon Prime seem to be just taking what the ATP are giving them rather than doing their sort of their own presentation around it. So you're not seeing the big names in terms of presenters and commentators at the moment. Um, I think they're probably saving that for the Australian Open, to be honest. Um, although Mark Petchy's there. We all know Mark Petchy. He, he's, he always, you know, um, works quite you know does quite a lot in australia loves, so he just loves tennis and wasn't wants to be at every single tennis event possible well no i can't know it's but true. it's like it, it, for, for someone you know for someone in the uk um to be hearing a lot of sort of australian voices and not knowing who they are that's a little bit you know strange when you're used to hearing you know british accented commentators on on prime video but i think i guess that's just you know they're probably, like I say, they're probably saving up their best talent for the Australian Open. They don't yeah. want people, you know, it's it, it's hard work being a commentator. You know, you're probably for someone like Mark Petchy, who's probably been there 14, 15 hours commentating on matches, either commentating or doing encore interviews and all that kind of stuff. It's long days, so you don't want to be, you know, doing that for a whole month, I guess. 
Yeah, it's interesting you say that because, you know, with Amazon Prime, you know, that's going to bring in a general audience and, you know, a general audience who likes tennis, they will probably be familiar with, you know, BBC Wimbledon coverage where, you yeah. know, it's absolutely, you know, star-tastic ex-players. Um, mm. And yeah, as you said, it's like with Amazon Prime coverage, you know, these are, you know, they're very, um, they're not as, you know, the names are not as kind of... Uh, they're not as they're headline not, grabbing, are they? Exactly. You know, the, the, for the WTA tournaments that, that are being played this week, um, they're all pretty much, um, all, all the commentate, commentary is being done by, um, that it's being done here in the UK um, by people that you may have heard of, a couple of them, but you probably haven't heard. I mean, you know, there's names that I've not heard of there. Um, I'm sure I've heard their voices before, but you don't always recognise the names. So, and, and they don't always tell you who they are anyway. But I think... As long as it's decent commentary and it's you know it's it's adding something to the coverage, then I don't really have a problem with that. Um, it's just it's just a little bit different to what some people might be used to in terms of yeah. the big names that and the ex players that, for example, Eurosport and, and WTA have had on their coverage, um, and sorry, and BT Sport have had on their coverage. Um, and then, like you say, at Wimbledon, you get you get people that people are really familiar with, like John Inverdale and Andrew Castle. You're not going to find them on Prime Video because mm. they pretty much they only work those those few weeks of, of Wimbledon and then the Tour Finals. So um, it, it is going to be a little bit different in that sense. But like I say, as long as it's good, does it really matter? That's fair. I think that's a oh yeah, totally fair point. Um, in terms of yeah, I think we can can kind of wrap up. I think we've almost covered where where you can watch tennis on mm. the television as a as a British fan or even as a casual fan. Um, you know this this season, uh, Amazon Prime, Eurosport, that you know, and BBC. That's pretty much going to have you covered. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so if if people want to keep up to date on tennis on telly, uh, where can they where can they find you to keep um, to keep to keep them posted? Okay, so the, the Twitter account is at Tennis on Telly. So on there, there will be daily updates of what you can find where um, for each tournament. Um, I'll be doing live updates when, you know, the British players will be playing. So um, be up um, <laughs> early hours of the morning some days. I'll be up <laughs> for, for um, you know, for those. Um, on Facebook, it's Tennis on Telly. Um, that'll just have like, the links to the tournaments and, and where the coverage is um, sort of on a weekly basis. And then the website is tennisontelly.uk. Um, I've redone the website for the new year. So there's new stuff on there. Um, I've got a directory of commentators on there, which you can have a look at, which I've got some to add on to still, but you know, most of the ones that people know will be on there sort of explaining, you know, where they've worked and what they do and things like that. Um, I've put, I've got, which players, which British players are going to be playing where coming up over the next few weeks. And there's a whole list for the calendar for the year and where you can find the coverage of each tournament. So if there's a specific tournament that you're looking for and you want to know where you can watch that, you can go on the calendar and see uh, that, you know, look it up where it's going to be played. Cool. Uh, yeah, and we'll make sure to put links uh, to those uh, places in the description for the podcast. But well, I think thank for you. now... <laughs> yeah thanks lee for coming on the show do you have any any final words no that's great thanks very much for having me <laughs> thanks for coming no i'm happy watching <laughs> thank yeah. you very much um, 
No worries. And uh, yeah, we will be back uh, next Sunday for our first proper catch up on the ATP Cup and all the events down under as well as Doha. So hope you can join us then. But for now, thanks for listening and goodbye.